This is the Game Misconduct Podcast with Don LaGreca. And welcome to the Wednesday edition of Game Misconduct. I am Don LaGreca. Oh, what a night last night in the National Hockey League. Just when you think you know what's going on in this sport, just when you think you got it all figured out, along come the Pittsburgh Penguins and they lose to the Blackhawks. And this is no offense to the Blackhawks, but you are where you are, all right? The Chicago Blackhawks, as of right now, are the 30th team in the National Hockey League with a minus 96 goal differential. They played the night before in Chicago against the Wild, blew a third-period lead, lost the game. Had they then travel to Pittsburgh, not that far, but not around the corner either. It's not like, you know, the Devils playing the Islanders the next day. You get on a flight. From what I understand, they got in between 3.30 and 4 o'clock in the morning in Pittsburgh. And then they get up with nothing to play for and Pittsburgh everything to play for at PPG Arena and beat the Penguins 5-2. to two. How? How is it possible? You know how it's possible? Pittsburgh's not that good. I've been telling you that forever. And I know they've got a heart of a champion. I know they're exceptionally well coached. And because of that, they were able to hang around as long as they were able to hang around to the bitter end of the regular season. But that's just a tired team. It's an older team. And give credit to Luke Richardson and the Blackhawks. This is not the NBA. You do not tank in the NHL. All right? There's been a history of tanking. I know Pittsburgh tanked to get Lemieux and all that. But for the most part, teams with nothing to play for, they may not be good enough to win. They may get their heads handed to them because they deserve it. But it's not because they don't care. And the Blackhawks cared enough, saw the reason, saw that there was a reason to play. It was a, a meaningful game for them in the sense that they could affect the standings. And they went out there and they did it. They played hard. They played well. And they basically effectively ended the Penguin season. Because now all the Islanders have to do tonight is beat in any way, shape, or form the Islanders. Heck, all the Islanders have to do is get to overtime tonight against the Canadiens and they eliminate the Pittsburgh Penguins. So all Pittsburgh can hope for now is the Islanders lose to Montreal at home in regulation, and the way this sport is, who the heck knows, and then they'd have to go out and beat Columbus on Thursday. Don't think that's going to happen. Look like the Islanders are in. So now what the Islanders now want to do is they want to try to avoid playing Boston. They would rather play Carolina or New Jersey. Well, in order for that to happen... Because congratulations to the Panthers, idle last night, but because of the Penguins' loss, the Panthers clinch a playoff spot. And and that's pretty amazing considering where they were earlier this season. I remember being in Florida in December, talking to Steve Goldstein, their television voice, and saying that they basically have to almost win every day in order to be able to make the playoffs. Well, they didn't have to do that thanks to the Islanders and Penguins and Buffalo being so inconsistent the way the Panthers are. But Lyon takes over in goal. They do earn a point last the, the other night against Toronto, and because of Pittsburgh's loss, they've locked down a playoff spot. So right now in the East, the only thing up for grabs is where who is going to get that last spot, the Islanders or the Penguins, and we just outlined what the Penguins need to have happen to do that. Now the Islanders can still finish as the number one wild card, with a win tonight, that would give them 93 points. That would mean the Panthers would have to beat the Hurricanes at home tomorrow. 
because if the if the Panthers and the Islanders tie at 93 points, the Islanders get the nod with more row wins, so they would get the one wild card, and then pit, the Panthers would have to play the Bruins again, beat them last year in the first round of the playoffs. Much different situation this time around, having to play this Boston Bruins team. We'll get to that in a second. So that's what lays ahead for that. We still have seedings in the East. Carolina and New Jersey both won last night. The Devils' victory eliminated the Buffalo Sabres, and I tip my cap to the Buffalo Sabres, okay? They had a decent season. You really get a sense that this team is moving in the right direction. You really do. Uh, Cousins is becoming a big-time center for this team. Darlene and Power are emerging as really good defensemen. If Levi is a legit goaltender and you look at his college statistics, it shows you he can be. And so far, in a very small sample size in the NHL, he's playing terrifically. And you know what you're going to be able to get from Middlestat, and certainly you know what you're going to get from Oposo. But more importantly than that, Thompson's turned out to be an absolute sud and a superstar. So there's a lot to get excited about around this Buffalo Sabres team. So it didn't happen this year. Officially eliminated from postseason contention. They've got a couple of games to cosmetically finish with 90 points if they want to. Uh, you know, clean up that minus eight goal differential, but feel really good about moving into next year. So Buffalo's done. Now Carolina, they did what they had to do. They beat Detroit. So now here we stand in the Metropolitan Division. Carolina with 111 points. The Devils with 110. The Devils will be in Washington tomorrow to take on the Capitals. Carolina is in Florida to take on the Panthers. So you look at it and you say, path of least resistance, right? Aside from what the Capitals did to the Islanders the other night, Capitals are beat up. I doubt Ovechkin's going to play. Doubt Oshie's going to play. Van Riemsdyk's been out. Devils have an excellent chance to win that game. Panthers want that game to, to avoid Boston in the first round. They've got the game at home. Carolina not playing particularly well, just 4-5-1 and one in their last 10. Very good chance the Devils can still win the Metropolitan Division, and that obviously affects the matchup on who the Rangers are going to play. Also, because of the Carolina win last night, Rangers are locked into the three-seed. So they're not going up. They can't get home ice. They can't win the division anymore. All the Rangers have to play for is pride. Tomorrow against the Maple Leafs, they can't move. They're just going to wait to see who they play. Are they going to New Jersey or are they going to Carolina? That'll be decided tomorrow. Um, good job out of the Maple Leafs, okay? You know, who's in goal for them? Nobody knows. They didn't want to play uh, Sam Sonoff last night. And what do they do? They still go out there and play effectively and beat the Lightning. Uh, f- 48 shots on goal the Tampa Bay ha- uh, Lightning had in this game. And um, Joseph Wall, 24 years old, playing in just his... Um, sixth start and 10th appearance of the National Hockey League goes out there and he makes 45 saves for the victory. So give Toronto credit. They've been locked into the two seed forever. They know they're playing Tampa. They can't get caught for home ice and yet they they were able to win in overtime. 
against the Florida Panthers. Go to Tampa, beat the Lightning 4-3. to Lightning have just given up a ton of goals recently. We talked to EJ on Monday. He's not concerned about it. I'm a little concerned about it, but good job out of the Leafs there. Uh, Bruins add to their record for wins, 64 now, beating the Capitals 5-2. to Now stand alone with 133 points, breaking the record of 132 points in the regular season by the 76-77 Canadiens. And oh, by the way, Boston still has another game to play to add to that record. Just amazing, amazing, amazing run this year by the Boston Bruins. What they've been able to accomplish is just absolutely unheard of. Bertuzzi's been a really nice pickup for them, much to the chagrin of a lot of people. Uh, DeBrusque has had a nice season as well. Congratulations to the Boston Bruins, who still have one more game left to add to that record. Now let's go out west. Congratulations to the Winnipeg Jets. They locked down that final playoff spot as they beat the Wild 3-1. to Credit to Shifley. You know, Connor's been a really good player, but Shifley, a 42-goal season. Congratulations to him. Terrific job. Jets were able to win with just 20 shots on goal, so they converted three goals on 20 shots. So Winnipeg locks down that final spot. Bye-bye, Calgary. Bye-bye, Nashville. There may be a shakeup in Calgary. I'll just say that. Very good chance that there'll be some major changes going from winning the division to missing the playoffs. Really tough year uh, for the Calgary Flames for sure. So really all that's left now are the seedings. Edmonton, huge win in overtime as they're able to pick up a victory. Um, in Colorado against the Avalanche. That game was great. That was the second game of the doubleheader on ESPN. Really, both games on ESPN last night were terrific with uh, Toronto's win over Tampa and then the Oilers with the win over the Avalanche. Ekholm is going to be a difference maker for this Oilers team. We knew it at the trade deadline. He gets the first goal. Um, and then it was the winner in overtime, a minute and 50 seconds in. So McDavid and Dreisaitl get the assist. McDavid now was at points in 15 consecutive games. He now has 152 points and still has one more game to add to that. So just a tremendous game last night. Could be a preview of the conference final. So add Golden Knights with a victory over the Kraken. The final score there was 4-1. to So here's what we look at in the Pacific Division with one game left. Vegas has 109 points. Edmonton has 107 points. Vegas is going to play the second of back-to-backs tomorrow in Seattle, while Edmonton will play host to the San Jose Sharks. So you look at the tiebreaker, Roe wins... Um, everything favors Edmonton in the tiebreaker. So if Seattle can beat Vegas in regulation and Edmonton can win over San Jose, Edmonton would get the tiebreaker. Edmonton wins the Pacific Division. The uh, the Kings are out. Uh, They're trying to hold on to the three-seed if they want it against Seattle. Seattle can still take that three-seed. Um, the Kings will finish up at home against Anaheim. They've got 102 points. Seattle's got 100 points. They're going to, as I mentioned, taking on Vegas. Uh, the tiebreaker goes to Seattle. So pick your poison. Do you want Colorado? Do you want um, the Edmonton Oilers? And you don't know if it's going to be Colorado because the Central is still not decided as we go to the last couple of days of the season. Colorado did earn a point, 105 on the season. Dallas has two games left as well. They've got 104. Minnesota has been eliminated from winning the Central Division. They can still, taking a look at, now they can't. They, they can't, uh, if they tie Dallas, the, the tie goes to Dallas because of the better um, regulation victory. So Minnesota's stuck at the three seed. Dallas can still catch Colorado. 
Colorado's going to be home against Winnipeg. Dallas is going to be at St. Louis. So you end up, you know, Seattle might end up playing Dallas. The Kings may end up playing Dallas. Depends on who ends up winning that Central Division. But it's great. The regular season, just so meaningful. Now, I've talked about it so many times on Game Misconduct, how frustrating it is to hear people say, well, everybody makes it in the, uh, in the, pl- the playoffs in the NHL. The regular season doesn't mean anything. It's such bull. Uh, because there's so many good teams that are going to miss the playoffs. There's so many seeding things up for grabs, and and here we are. The when the last Wednesday of the season will go into tomorrow, still with things undecided. Heck, we might go into Friday with things undecided because Colorado's got to play their last game on Friday in Nashville. That's because, if you remember earlier in the season, they had that water main break at Bridgestone Arena that postponed the game. So Colorado's got to go to Nashville. So Dallas has got their two games. So it's possible Colorado might need that game to solidify winning the Central Division if it's something they have an appetite for. may not make a big difference to them, but we still may have meaningful games being played on Friday, uh, the absolutely last day of the season and then Monday it begins for real and we'll be able to lock things down so as we sit right now we don't have any matchups at all except for Toronto and Tampa and we've had that for the past couple of weeks so just an amazing regular season that hasn't come to an end just yet and boy it's been just so much fun you look at Boston as being uh, this historic team and you know I was looking at the graphic when they played the Devils on Saturday and that was their that was the victory to give them 63 to break the tie with Tampa and Detroit for the most wins ever in a regular season and you look at Detroit 96 they lost in the conference final to the Avalanche and of course you take a look at what Tampa did the year they won 62 they got swept by Columbus in the first round and you're reminded how poorly president's trophy winners do in the postseason and these historic teams but something's hitting a little different with this Boston team They've won seven consecutive games, nine and one in their last ten. They've only lost consecutive games twice this year. They're at a plus 127 goal differential, which could go up. They'll finish up uh, Thursday. They'll take on the Canadiens in the second of back-to-backs for Montreal on Thursday because the Montreal Canadiens will be out on the island tonight. But they just are amazing, and they're healthy. Um, that Detroit team that lost to Colorado lost to a really good Colorado team and an historic goaltender in Patrick Waugh. Um, Victor Hedman was compromised and hurt in the series against Columbus uh, back in 2018. So there are excuses, but Boston's going to come in healthy. The only thing I'll say is, do they need to pick a goaltender? Swayman has been great for them, but obviously the historic season that they're getting from Olmark, I don't like the idea of going back and forth with your goaltending, so pick your poison. Is Olmark ready to play every game? Um, it'll be interesting to see, or will they play it? Hey, if they're up 3-0 in the first round, throw Swayman a bone, let him play. I don't know how it's going to work out. It's the only thing that I'm kind of a little apprehensive about when it comes to the Bruins, but other than that... They're just a, a terrific team getting healthy. The acquisition of Bertuzzi, I know it really aggravated a lot of people with the cap uh, circumvention with uh, with Hall coming back and being healthy for them. But uh, that's a terrifically coached team. When they're healthy, their blue line is spectacular. You don't go out there and win 64 games, possibly 65 if they win on Thursday, by being just a fluky team. It's a really good team that's got some cup pedigree. You know, Marshan was there when they won the Cup in 2011, so he knows how to win. Bergeron's been there, 
So there are some guys that have been around the block a few times and understand what it takes to win in the postseason. So this is no fluke. This is going to be a very, very difficult team to beat. And the only thing I can think of other than the goaltending is, well, President's Trophy winners don't usually do well. I think it's a little different. And if I'm Florida, if I'm the Islanders, I want to avoid having to play Boston in the first round. I know there's some Islander fans. They stick out their chest, go, I want Boston. I think we can clamp it down. We've got a good defensive style. We've got a great goaltender. That's great. And I'm not saying it's not impossible, but, yeah, take on the Devils. Take on the Hurricanes. I think you'd rather that path in the first round. Not that that's going to be any great shakes or easy either, but you want to you want to avoid Boston at all costs. I think that's going to be something that's going to be on the minds of everybody. But, hey, there's a lot of other good teams, too. You know, Carolina might not be playing that well, but that's a team that's got a pedigree. They've got a tremendous coach. Uh, the Devils have just been an unbelievable surprise this year for sure, and they've really won me over over the last couple of weeks just how well that they've played out. They clamped down defensively. So Devil fans can be pretty proud about that team. And then you look out west, Colorado won a cup last year. Dallas, I think, is a scary, scary good team. Vegas, Edmonton. They're, unlike other sports where you can kind of circle two or three teams that can win the cup, I think Boston can win the cup. I think Carolina can win the cup. Um, I think the Rangers can win the cup. Um, so that's three teams right there out of the uh, 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 Tampa. Certainly, why couldn't they win a couple? Although they've been playing like garbage over the last couple of weeks, but still, Toronto, I'm not sure. But they've showed me a lot, and I'd love to see it. It's been a long time. 1967 was a long, long time ago. It was before I was born. The last time the Toronto Maple Leafs won a Stanley Cup, but. They certainly have the firepower, and they should be in the conversation. And I think Dallas and Colorado, Vegas, Edmonton, all those teams have a chance to win the Cup. You can go six, seven, eight, nine deep of teams that might be able to win this whole thing. All right, let's close it out. I promise we do a little social media today, so let's hear from you at Don LaGreca, hashtag game misconduct. Uh, Tim McHale says, how bad do you think things will get in Pittsburgh in the coming seasons? It's been years since they've had a notable prospects in the pipeline. Is this league too good to keep franchise players on the same team for their whole careers. I don't think it's really that. It's just you got to know when to say when. And we've talked about this before. Washington was kind of in the same boat Pittsburgh was, but they saw the writing on the wall. They made the deal. They traded Eller away, made other deals, and didn't do anything stupid like trying to trade away prospects to get Ovechkin in the playoffs the way Pittsburgh did with the Benino and the Grantland deal, which looks like it's not going to work out. You know, they re-signed Latang, they re-signed Malkin, and they, were, and, and they felt at the deadline they had to justify those moves. They had a chance to break up, and they didn't. They tried to keep it together, even though there was really no indication that this team was on the verge of a cup. They blew a 3-1 lead against the Rangers last year. They've routinely been out of the first round since they won their last Stanley Cup. The writing was on the wall. Hextall ignored it, continued to try to feed into this belief that they can make a run, to honor Sidney Crosby, to honor Yevgeny Melkin, to honor Chris Letang, they had an opportunity to break up the band and didn't, and they're going to pay. They're going to pay dearly for it. And I have a sneaking suspicion Pittsburgh could be on their way to what we've seen in recent years with the Detroit Red Wings. So I think they made a mistake there, and I think Washington's going to be able to rejigger and get better. And you take a look at that division. Where's Carolina going? Where's New Jersey going? Where are the Rangers going? Washington, I think, is going to be back. So Pittsburgh might be in, you know, buckle up, campers. It could be tough. Now, you're still going to have Malkin, Latang, and Crosby, so you'll be competitive. 
But as far as this team ever really, and even that kind of hurts you because you're never going to be able to bottom out to be able to get the draft picks necessary to get the players that you can do to replenish things. And we, you know, where's the next Crosby coming from? Where's the next Malkin going to be able to come from? How are they going to address this goaltending? Joseph says, hey, Don, I've heard you say that you prefer the Rangers to play uh, in the postseason. What about the Devils? They are set to play the Rangers now, but there is also a chance they will play the Panthers. Who is a better matchup for the Devils? I think you meant to say Hurricanes and not Panthers. I think you got a little football with the Carolina Panthers over the Hurricanes. I believed a couple of weeks ago that the Devils would be the better matchup because I thought the inexperience would really hurt and I didn't know if they'd be able to clamp it down the way they could in the playoffs, the way Carolina can. But clearly over the last couple of weeks, it's been a role reversal. The Devils have played much better. Uh, They were able to beat the Rangers, holding them to 23 shots on goal in a game that the Rangers really wanted to win. And you see Carolina, you know, they broke their three-game losing streak last night, but they certainly have struggled, and Svechnikov being out, and um, I think you'd rather play uh, the Carolina Hurricanes. Adam says was at the Devils game last night, really made me appreciate what the Devils have right now and how special of a season it's been. Seeing the team clinch home ice, tie the franchise record for wins. Luke Hughes makes his NHL debut, we should mention that, and the 19-year-old, I think, did a good job. Jack Hughes breaks the single-season points record with their uh, parents in the building, all on Fan Appreciation Night. Just reminds you that sometimes the script just writes itself, Don. And congratulations to the Devils on... Uh, Uh, I get to vote for the Jack Adams Award, and I'm going to vote for Lindy Ruff to be Coach of the Year. I think clearly he did a great job. Remember, they started off poorly. Lost those first two games of the season. I think three of the first four It looked like it was going to be another waste of a year, and they've been one of the best teams in the NHL since then. Uh, Vanacek has done a great job. Nicole Blackwood has looked good recently as well. Uh, There's been so many players besides Hughes and Heashier. Look how good Bratt's been. Look how good Mercer has been. Look how good Graves has been on the blue line. uh, Hamilton's going to get votes for the Norris Trophy. They have done a tremendous, tremendous job there in New Jersey, and they've got a bright future as well, as you mentioned. I don't know if Hughes is going to be on the postseason roster, but he played last night. Uh, I guess there's a chance with a big game on Thursday against the Washington Capitals if Hughes does play. I don't know what the what they're going to... I'm, I'm sure he's going to play. they got a chance to win the division. Could he get to 100 points and become the first devil ever to do that? Really just an incredible, incredible year. Uh, Donnell says, who do you think is better playoff matchup for the Rangers? I just answered that. Uh, Danny says, if the Islanders make the playoffs, does their style of play pose any threat to the Bruins? <sighs> I don't really think it's as much the style of play as can Sorokin steal you games. I think I think Sorokin is that good of a goaltender um, because you're just not going to score at the clip you're going to need to. Boston's going to find a way. They can roll four lines. They're not going to be intimidated by you, um, and they've got the goaltending that they can feel can match any goaltending they're going to face. But the best route to beating Boston is just having sick goaltending and try to win games one nothing 2-1 and Sorokin just standing on his head. And I do think he is capable of doing that. I'm just not sure um, that um, it'll happen in this case. However, um, Mike asks, can the Rangers make a deep run with so many forwards with defense, defensive shortcomings? Panarin, Kane, Trocheck, Kreider, Kako. I wouldn't say, listen... I, I wouldn't put Trocek in that category. Um, they have an excellent blue line that can compensate for some of the negativity with their um, with their defensive situation. I get 
Panarin is what he is, and a lot of times he's been exposed, has been on the three-on-three in overtime, which you're not going to have to worry about. Um, I think as a whole, the system can win out. I hear what you're saying with some of the forwards' deficiencies defensively, but I think they will try to match up to where you're not going to have to worry as much about it. Uh, we'll, I know Gallant doesn't do a lot of line um, matching, but will you try to make sure that Panarin's going up against uh, lines where he can be more of an offensive presence and not have to go up against the forces on the other side? But do you have that luxury when you're on the, uh, on the road? So, I, listen, it's something to be, I guess, you know, somewhat concerned about because there are deficiencies, certainly, with some of their defensive forwards. But they also have plenty of forwards that can play well defensively. Guys like Sabanajai, guys like Alexei Lafreniere, and they can be physical. So maybe a little bit less of a concern um, than you're making it out to be. Um, AZ Ranger says, as a big Islanders hater, last night's Pens game proved what I've been saying about them for a few years now, that they're like Michael Myers. You can't kill them. That's why I want them out of the playoffs, because they can totally win the cup. Thoughts? Um <sighs> How can I how can I fight you on it when this same team pretty much with I think better goaltending with Sorokin went to the third round back to back years before last year? But where are we, where do we stand with Barzell? Are they going to be able to score consistently enough? I think Pellick is a huge player. Got to be able to keep him healthy. How can I say you're wrong? Uh, I just think there are just too many good teams, and I think the route is just too tough. I really think they need to avoid Boston. So can they beat the Devils? Can they beat the Hurricanes? Yeah, I think they can. Certainly a lot easier than Boston, although, again, it's going to be very, very tough. So don't jump me, Hurricane and Devil fans. But that's what you want to do. Win the game tonight against Montreal. Put some pressure on Carolina. Avoid Boston. Because even if you were to find a way to beat Boston, let's just say it for sake of argument, what will you have left to beat anybody else? Because from the emotional standpoint, it might be too much. Um, and status says, should Stuart Skinner win the Calder? Marty Bernier's pretty good season. Um, Ten best goalies this year as a rookie saving the Oilers season. Jack Campbell disaster, of course he was. Is much more valuable than 60 points from a center. Um I think he's going to get votes. I think he will get votes. Sometimes it's tough for a goaltender to be able to win it, but when you look at where Edmonton is, he's probably it's hard to say he's the MVP of the team when you have McDavid and Dreisaitl, but there's certainly that conversation. Um, I was looking at it. Who could be? I believe um, Andrea Kuzmetko from the Vancouver Canucks is eligible to be a rookie because he's only played 80 games. This is his rookie. So yeah, he's a rookie. And he's got 72 points and 39 goals. I think he's got an excellent chance to get some votes out there in Vancouver. So he would be somebody that I think would be eligible, clearly, for that award. Um, another player that doesn't get talked about nearly enough because the team is so god-awful, and that is um, Marchenko in Columbus. He's also a rookie. He's got 21 goals, but he's only got 25 points. But his 21 goals might garner some attention. Um, but uh, I, I think he's. I, I do think he's going to win it. When you consider how impactful he's been to the Edmonton Oilers, it, it's, it's hard to ignore him getting that opportunity. John Gross says, does Buffalo make the playoffs next year? They should. 
you know, the, the question is who made the playoffs this year that's not going to make it next year? Because you obviously need – they're not expanding the playoffs anytime soon, so who is not going to make it? Um, but I think Buffalo is on the verge. Uh, Detroit, I think, as well. They're both, they're both kind of climbing up. The, the problem is who's out? You know, we're already seeing Washington and Pittsburgh be replaced. Are the Devils going anywhere? Carolina, the Rangers, you know, the top three teams in, in, in their own division. The Boston's not going anywhere. I don't think Tampa is going anywhere. It doesn't look like Toronto's going to go anywhere either. So now you're battling for a wild card spot, and you see all these good teams. Um, I think they've got a chance. I, I, I think they do. You know, where does Florida, are they going to take a step forward or are they going to continue to take a step back? Uh, where are the Islanders going to be as far as a team? Are they going to take a step forward or are they moving back? I think that's very interesting. If I had to bet, I would bet the, the, the Buffalo Sabres will make the playoffs next year. I like Ottawa. Ottawa's good, too. Ottawa's very good because they went for it, right? Congratulations to Claude Giroux. He's got 1,000 points now. DeBrinket's a very good player. Stutzla turned out to be the best player in that draft. Good young players. Uh, we'll see if their blue line can mature. Is Talbot their goaltender moving forward? I mean, that's, that's a question because if Levi Anthony is going to be the next you know, Ryan Miller for them, I would probably put Buffalo over Ottawa. Well, but Ottawa's good. If he plays the Rangers every game, he'll have a one goals against average. And, that is uh, true. He did give up six goals against the Devils last night. Right. Maybe, maybe, maybe it's um, you know, maybe it's just he's got the he's got their number. But the kid's got so many credentials coming out of college. He was really, really good player. Uh, I think he's got an excellent future. They're very, very high on him. But you know, I think Detroit could be better too. I, I think Detroit. Uh, there's a lot of good young teams. So it really it puts teams like Montreal and Columbus. It's like. How long will it take? But you know, we, if we, we could have had this conversation last year about the Devils, right? Like, if we had a conversation this time last year about the Devils' future, would anybody have them? Never mind, you know, never mind having a chance to win the Metropolitan Division. Would we have them in the playoffs? We would have them as a team like, oh, well, maybe they could take the next step. Maybe sneak in as a wild card. That was probably the best that you could say. And then here they are a point away from winning the Metropolitan Division. So can Buffalo do that? Can Ottawa do that? Well, yeah, some, New Jersey someone did Someone asked it. me that on Twitter, Don. Uh, SportsU42 said, are the Sabres the devils of next season? I think it's hard to envision that there will always be a devils. How often does that happen, really, that a team that doesn't make the playoffs finds its way to not only possibly win their division, but be one of the best teams in hockey? I don't think that happens too, too often. But as you said with the goaltending, if Levi does end up being that guy that could get the, give them 60 starts a season and put keep them in every game, they have enough talent, young talent, to be able to compete at least. They're competing now, and they barely had him for most of the season. Um, that is so true. So, and, and, and if the Islanders do make it, are we really confident that this team, without another star to score, is going to be able to compete and get 90 points again? I wouldn't think so, no. Sorokin's great, but... You need you. Horvat has not as much as he loves playing here over Vancouver. He has not been as advertised. I would say. That's why you got to watch, man. It's going to be so so much fun. Let's squeeze in one more. Jimmy Berger says Miller and Truba are both turnover machines. Would it benefit the Rangers to split them up? Maybe Truba Schneider, Miller Mikola. Well, here's the problem with that. I mean, it's not impossible, but you do like to have lefty righty. So do you really want Truba and Schneider both righties playing? You know, because that's what well, Fox plays Lingren. Fox is right, Lingren's left. You know, Mikola, 
gets a chance uh, to play with Schneider. Mikola's left-handed shot. Schneider's a right-handed shot. Like so, I, I, I here's what I'd say: because they've mixed and matched, because they've had to play with seven D, and there's been times where they played with five D when they were up against the cap, and Miller was serving the three-game suspension. Remember where they you you can in defensive situations maybe decide to break them up and have Schneider and Truba play if you're trying to clamp down, hold a one-goal lead with two minutes left to play. That's a lot of hitting. But a lot, but ideally, you want lefty-righty, and I don't think they'd have any appetite to break it up. I know Miller had a really bad turnover against Buffalo the other night, cost him a goal. I know Truba had his moments, certainly in the postseason. You go back to the Tampa series that many people believe, you know, when he was a pylon and that one goal that turned the Caesar series around. Um, I wouldn't worry about it. I wouldn't mess with it. If you want to kind of rejigger things late to protect the lead, different story. But I don't think they ever got an appetite to break up the uh, the lefty-righty shots on the blue line. Anthony, great job as usual, by the way. I try. And uh, this was fun. I had a lot to say, a lot going on. So we got three games tonight. And obviously the Islanders are the big game tonight against the Canadiens. So 630-98-7. ESPN. That's right. right on 98-7. Here are the great Chris King with the call. 7.30, Stars in the blue. Stars trying to catch Colorado for first place in the Central Division. And if you just love hockey, you've got the Flames and the Sharks at 10. Poor TNT. That's the second game of the doubleheader. They're really counting on the Flames still being alive. And that uh, shootout loss to Nashville spelled the end of their season. And then Winnipeg's victory last night ended the season for the uh, Nashville Predators. But I will say one reason to watch, make no mistake, how amazing has the season been for Eric Carlson? I mean, 100 points? Really? Really? 100 points from a defenseman? Think of where we are in this league. We've got 260 goal scorers. How many 50 goal scorers? You know, we've got a guy that's got 152 points leading the league, and we've got a defenseman with 100 points. How does that happen? I think it's fair to say we thought those years were behind him, right? Because he was certainly capable of doing that when he was in Ottawa. Oh, yeah. But, but I, don't, I don't think anybody thought that he was able to do that anymore. But at 32, with a lot of mileage, 100 points, 25 goals. So, you know what? If you're up, if you don't have to get up in the morning, even though the game doesn't have any meaning, just to see him play, it's probably worth the price of admission. Also, we should congratulate, because um, uh, he's on Dallas now, but I thought about it because he's a former Shark, Joe Pavelski also back on to, on Monday, earned his 1,000th NHL point the same night Giroux earned his 1,000th point. So congratulations to both of them. All right, so Friday, end of the regular season, will be our final top five of the week. And then Monday, EJ's Promise, we'll have a big, extensive postseason preview for the podcast on Monday. So we're looking forward to that. But we'll probably have a little bit of playoff previews Friday as well because we'll pretty much, I think, know everything we need to know by then. The only thing up in the air could be the Central Division with uh, with Dallas and Colorado. So we may not have all the matchups by Friday, but there is a possibility we will. So you want to get in touch with me, at Don LaGreca, hashtag Game Misconduct's always the way to do that. We'll talk to you again coming up on Friday. This was the Wednesday edition of Game Misconduct. This is the Game Misconduct Podcast with Don LaGreca.